I got to see two college buddies today. I got to eat pizza, and I've got some of my favorite people I've ever met in indie comics on the panel. <laughs> it is a good day already. Uh, and unlike last week, when Will decided not to even show up for Explain Yourself, I see I'm Will a prima already. donna. <laughs> what can I say? I, I'm a prima donna, man. You're, you're definitely a, you're definitely good at the schedule because you showed up at the schedule time this week and last week. You know, no. So last week I forgot to tell Will that we were doing the show like one hour early, and at like ten forty five he popped in and he was like, uh, "Did you already do the show?" <laughs> so oopsie daisy. But this week he checked in. He's here at the right time, and uh, so are some of our friends. Guys, you know the rules. This, this is one of those situations where Will and I are just going to sit back. We're going to do the 30-second pitch. I don't have to tell you what it is. Ryan, go. I am Ryan Crobot. I'm the artist on Sunmaker. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic fantasy about a man who has to decide if preserving his legacy is worth becoming a monster. Darn right. Alan, bam. Hi, I'm Alan. I can barely write stuff, and I have a book called Grandma Chainsaw, and it does what it says on the label. I'm done. <laughs> Anthony. <clears throat> oh, my God. I knew it was coming. Um, it's called Decay. It's a supernatural minstrel. It's about a guy that gets killed wrong place, wrong time. His sister brings it back with voodoo, and then once he goes on a murderous rampage, she might regret that decision. Nice. And Matter, bring us home. I am Mata Sorcier. I am the artist and writer behind Sacrimony, a tale of love, life, and death in no particular order. And it is the story of a girl who died, but then she got better. The catch that, is that she has no memory, magical powers, and demon wings that she has to hide from society. That is awesome. I, I got to say that uh, the actual text chain between Will and I was normal time tonight. And then I basically said yes, and he went, holy shit, awesome lineup tonight. So... Real, I mean, honestly, what's really cool about this is Will and I, you know, kind of started the show on an accident, and now we've got people that we're excited to talk about again, excited to see what the next issue is in the comic, what the next series are they're doing, and it kind of really is cool to see you four with us, and I really want to thank you not for joining us tonight, but for joining us over and over again, because it's neat to be part of your journey and for you to be part of ours. So I'm going to start out that way. Well, Do you, you feel like proud dads watching your kids grow up? I, <laughs> may, you know, I mean... Uh, I'm getting we, old. I'm getting old, Matt. <laughs> I mean, so am I, but let's I not get her. Bill's always yelling at me. <laughs> we'd, yeah. we'd, We'd rather be called cool uncles. Where are my colors, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, we. I need to go to print, Ryan. <laughs> I would prefer to be called a cool uncle than a dad, but I think I'm probably more lame dad than cool uncle, so I will take it. Oh, yeah, you could also too. be a lame uncle, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I the, lame parts, the lame part's probably the more likely. Um, but it is after 11, and I think... Most of us are tilted toward the East Coast. So let's get into these <laughs> projects. Anthony, uh, you know what? It's Good Friday. Jesus died on Friday. He was resurrected on Sunday. Let's right. talk about a, uh, a book about resurrection. And maybe maybe the story isn't doesn't have as happy of an ending as uh, Easter. But uh, let's get into Decay. 
I'll um, I'll pull it up while you uh, remind us uh, five issues. You're 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 five putting issues, out yep. fourth and fifth, but uh, people can catch up on everything if it's the first time, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's really I, I feel like a reasonably priced uh, catch up. It's like eighteen dollars for five issues. What? That's, that's very great. reasonable. That's I'm not like... that's not a little reasonable. That's great. I'm um, saying, yeah, I think so too. So so I'll pull up the thing and let's let's talk about the team because you're you're closing out the first the first volume of Decay. I know that there's a hint of a um, not a sequel but a spinoff uh, coming mm -hmm. that way. So before we get out of here, we've got to talk a little bit more about that. But um, how did you get the team together on Decay and tell us more about? uh the the project for somebody who might have missed it absolutely so I, I met marcel the illustrator color uh colorist through uh r slash combo collabs and you know so we, he did like a couple small things for me and then and i got with him and then you know we've been rocking out ever since like the last two years and i think uh sk was sent um steven was sent from god i think he is incredible he's like a mentor he like is just he puts everything together like he just he's it's almost stunning my growth because i have no idea how to do graphic design you know um because he does you know he does so much for me so shout out to steven no that he's i know him through facebook and uh some of the uh, groups that he runs and he's always been just a, a really solid person although i i haven't interacted with him on a one-to-one -one level i really love the way he he works within the indie comic community you three are like the nicest guys ever. You know, you got to get him on the show at some, at some point. We, he's in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Him it and works. Sean Keenan, I think, is his last name. He, they do uh, comics to movies, I believe, is uh, what it's called. We, we can do it. We found that New Zealand and Australia is easy. That's their, their afternoon. It's, it's, it's the Europeans that we can't get on because we're hitting them somewhere between, like, 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. So uh, we can do Australians. Anytime Stephen wants on, you, you tell him to, to give us an email. We'll do it. Absolutely. Yeah, my boy Anas, uh, who has Etheris, which is which is popping off, looking really good. Like, it'd be funny because we would have a Twitter space, and then he would go to bed and then would wake up, and we'd still be doing a Twitter space. That one, <laughs> it, was like, it was insane. I was like, okay, I might need to take a social media break because this is crazy. <laughs> Nice. So, so we've got, you said it was $18 for the catch-up, which is extraordinarily mm -hmm. good price. Um, with with prices going up, I mean, there are some books that I, you know, are over $18 for a single issue on Kickstarter. So to get yeah. a complete five-issue series for $18 is absolutely a good deal. Um, do you have any artwork as tiers that are available in this one? I don't know if your artist works physically or digitally. Oh no, uh, they they're digital. I wish I had. I do have a I do have an original page. Uh, if you keep scrolling through, you'll see it. It's um, the series is heavily inspired by Kendrick Lamar. Um, there that's coming. Who's my favorite? My favorite rapper. My favorite like creator right now. And um, it, it, you know, it. So we we did a homage cover with um, Artistic Schmidt, and then so I have the, the original page available on the on the campaign. So super oh, cool, nice. one one there time. There you go. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, nice. Well, no, you uh, you had a uh, if you go back up a little, Kevin. Uh, that uh, is it. DNS? Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah that DNS. cover. That is 
That is a really nice cover right there. That's very eye-catching. I, I really like that one. Yeah, it was uh, – oh, my God. It was a Frank Miller Daredevil um, – a Frank Miller Daredevil color, cover that had the, uh, the stained glass. And I was like, man, I need something like this. Like, this is, like, perfect. This is – you know, so, yeah, he knocked it out the park. And you kind of get the first act of the franchise in the, in the glass, which is cool. Yeah, he – and I mean, he, he did your your um, your last one. Uh, what not immersive thoughts? Uh, intrusive, intrusive thoughts. thoughts. Come intrusive on, thoughts. Uh, you know <laughs> I got there. I got there. Um, so that's that's awesome that you can kind of you know play play with getting him on the other other series too. And he's just fabulous. So of course you're going to do it. Um, so how does it feel to be wrapping up your first comic series? Like, is there? Do you feel relief do you feel ecstatic do you feel like i'm kind of sad to be letting this go yeah no it's it's a combination right because it's like on one hand it's like all right like one less thing i have to pay for right like one more because i'm i'm start, i'm doing so many series and i kind of right. like i i'm curious about like the rest of the panel like do you guys do like a single series there's a multiple series i'm doing multiple series and that's why it bags under my eyes so like in in one <laughs> way it's like okay that's squared away that's cool and then uh as you alluded to there's gonna be some spinoffs and stuff so um it's like the series it's just gonna evolve from here so it's it's really it's not a lot of sad it's mostly just you know relief like you said right. and being ecstatic i think Will and I have both said that if we knew then what we know now, uh, we would be finishing our series at issue four or five and then restarting it, you uh -huh. know, a year or two later. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're doing it the, the smart way. Or you can be like Mata and just have like a 83,000 page uh, opus in your brain for 30 years and, and just, just draw it to your heart's content. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. I like that. I like the short series. Thank you. Like five, you know, even years, I'm nice. saying no, thank you, and I'm the one doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I do this? But anyway, it's not about me right now. No, nah, no, nah, I mean, that's, I'm just curious. I'm curious about how, how many series other people have, you know, because it's, you know, it's it's interesting to talk about the process. This was a five issue series, got done in two years. Like, perfect. Chef's kiss. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I know, uh, Alan, you've got. Uh, Grandma Chainsaw plus uh, Pocus Hocus that you yeah, guys are and working then, on. Uh, unfortunately, we have a third one <laughs> that we're working on too. So it, uh, yeah, it all it all sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. oh man! And and Ryan, I know you you're you're finishing up Sunmaker on you know this time around with issue three, but uh, you're a colorist for uh, a a book that's very near and dear to my heart, you know. So. <laughs> And what book is that? That would be Crossover Division, of course. Oh, I, I think I've heard that. Have, Have you, you heard, heard of it, one? Ryan? I think I've heard of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I that that's you make that's a good question, uh, Anthony, because you know, for me, and and I, I think I I can maybe speak for Kevin a little bit. We're focused on one series, and yeah, and we will be for the next god awful amount of time it takes to finish <laughs> however yeah. long we're gonna do these but uh i mean that that is interesting that i mean i i find it pretty amazing that you know you you are able to work on multiple series just knowing how how hard it is to get mm -hmm. 
a single issue done of anything, right? Mm-hmm. And you're 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 yeah. working on multiple series, so you know five man, different awesome. series, five different series right now. No, wow. I don't. Yeah, I I, I regret <laughs> it. <laughs> but you know, we're powering, we're powering through. You know, I guess I I guess I'm scared of commitment. I don't know. Like ah, this one. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 cool because I feel as if really the reason why I did this is because when I'm at a con table, right, every cover, every cover is a pitch. And then to a further extent, every series is a pitch, you know. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to just sit there. If you have kids or something, you're not you don't want them to like read decay. You know, you don't want them to read your thoughts. So it's also about just giving myself the best shot to sell to people and also um i wanted to have a back i know you guys when you back uh pat shans i'll be like oh i'm just gonna get one thing and you end up with like it's like grocery shopping you end up with like 10 things uh in your car <laughs> when you check out so it's like having that back catalog which is when yeah. i didn't choose some thoughts it was people were buying decay one through three i was like this is amazing this is this is incredible like it's an amazing feeling so that's all i'm also chasing that as well you know no that's that's great i I feel like I have the focus and organizational schools to uh, skills to spearhead one thing. Just one. I th- I think that if if I had um, if I had Ryan as my artist who was going to run the Kickstarter, I think I could have four to five series. You know where I just you know wrote wrote a script every two or three weeks and sent it off and then eventually there was a kickstarter and that kickstarter was delivered a book just shows up at your house you're like this is amazing i I think i think i think if i found myself orion i i think i could do more series but um there's only i you know matta just does her own stuff so like yeah you can't find a matta and then and ryan's you know he's got his one series and then he's just like coloring crossover division which is <laughs> going to be super great for me when there's a crossover division tart book for him to color but until then gives me nothing um, so yeah I, I think one series i have i have the uh, mental ability to organize and run but yeah if anybody wants to take over organizing and running myself i'll, I'll try to write some more series but until then <laughs> I'm, I'm a one comic man yeah, tar's doing really <laughs> good man yeah. So, Alan, does it does it really suck as bad as you say it that it does, or are you um, maybe so exaggerating the, a little bit? Uh, yes and no, right? Because uh, I think I'm a slave to the endorphin rush. Mm. So it's it's one of those things where it's awesome to to be able to. Whenever we started this whole thing, I started with Pocus Hocus, and I was like, okay, this is it, and then it, it took off unexpectedly. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll go and start another series, but we'll wait till Pocus is done. And we're like, well, hell, it looks like Pocus isn't going to have an insight. So then it's like, let's go and do this one. All right, let's do another one. It, it's awesome to really be able to tap into that creative outlet and, and to do all this great stuff and meet all these amazing people and really get to see uh, your artwork come to life. Like Anthony was talking about, like you get to have different covers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's wild to see. And then you look at your, uh, your credit card statement <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> why have i done this to myself so yeah we we've we've all had that moment yeah (laughs) i i think we've all had that moment and uh you know you just yeah i i i feel like as long as i can keep my nose above water i'm swimming you know until you until you've drowned you're swimming so uh that's that's what i've tried to do with it um is there 
I don't know the answer to this question. And if the answer is no, that's fine. Is there a way to hint about the um, what's coming out of Decay without ruining how Decay ends? Oh man, I can't. No. Oh, um, well, it's 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 gonna be a lot of different things. Like, and also, I like the premise of just like bringing somebody back to life and with an object, right? Like a plot device. Um, so that's cool. So there's gonna be a western. You're gonna get a lot of exclusives today because I like you guys. It's a western, which is like not even connected at all. It's almost like a Fargo sort of thing. Um, and then this, it's gonna be more of a spinoff, but like some story elements. And I'm really excited because it's going to be about like uh, I'm not sure I want to. It's not. It's almost like more content, but it's, it's going to be like just really grimy. Just taking the griminess from this first series and just turning to a level. Like what I'm going for is you ever like grabbed, you ever grabbed like an ashtray and it's like wet. Like that's the like just like just like ugh, you know, like just just yuck. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. And a bunch of shorts like. Um, my friend Chris had a great idea of like, so um, like what doesn't kill you on the, the 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 cost for comic book isn't like the pages. It's more so the number of issues. So he's like, you can just throw in like 10 more issues or something and then raise the price up more. And relatively, it's a pretty it's a pretty good value. So I'm working on shorts now. So, no, this is going to be like, I think, my flagship kind of like series, which is, you know, super exciting to have cool. one of those. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Um, so intrusive thoughts you've got issue one out um yeah. issue two is it in production no no okay <laughs> not, 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 not at quite. all okay. i need a break no yeah it's, okay it's, that's fair <laughs> too many too many uh well, too many balls in the air right now to, no to, i mean that's it. i think that's something that we sh we should t you know take a moment to talk about and that yeah. i i you know like i think that in the direct market we have to be sharks. If you aren't moving forward, you're dying. Yeah. I don't get that feeling from indie comic supporters, either at comic conventions or Kickstarter. I think they're super excited, especially Kickstarter. And they're super excited when you're ready. I, I don't think they penalize us for taking a break and getting it right. Whereas in the direct market, if the issue isn't coming out the next month, they, they're, they'll shoot you. You're not just dead to them. They will murder you. Um, so yeah. I think it's super smart for you to look at yourself, look at the project and be like, okay, great. We had a great campaign. We've got a great first issue and we're going to wait until, uh, we're ready to go on too. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's really smart because it, uh, it keeps you from trying to getting burnt out a little bit. I know. And, you know, Matt, we can. We can talk to you about this in a, in a second, too, because I know you were having some struggles recently, uh, according to your newsletter, you know, around a lot. <laughs> production. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a huge amount of work to not only write yeah. it, get it drawn, project manage, and then do the Kickstarter so that, you know, after a while, you know, I it, it can feel like just a grind. So, I mean, yeah, kudos to you for just saying, whoa, we got to take a break. That's that's really smart. I wish I would was. Would Alan smart. say the the endorphins? I think I'm oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. The endorphin say. rush is wild, man. Yeah, like when you get a new pledge and it's like, oh man, like you know, just mm -hmm. it hits and then like the so fleeting. 
know. Yeah, and then you check in it like an hour later, and you're like, oh, no new pledges. Everyone hates me. I'm terrible. And, and you just kind of ride that roller coaster. Don't you lose a pledge? It's like, yeah, like I like even oh, yeah. numbers, and like odd numbers when you get the even number. It's 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 a whole yeah. thing. Uh... My favorite thing is whenever you make a project update and you're so excited about it and you get to show off like, you know, maybe a cover that that took a little longer, or maybe you finally get to show mm. um hell, I don't know, a new page just because you're so excited and you post the update and then you log on and you've lost a backer as soon as you posted the update. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you reminded them that they backed your campaign so no. then yeah. they had to take it away i oh, know i love it yeah, oh, I, oh, I know multiple um creators who do not update their campaign in the last like two to three days That's just, um, i i get that but then i also want people there that want to be there right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah mm-hmm. yeah no, no matter i cut you off Oh, I was going to say also, like, you know, when you hit that milestone or like stretch goal or whatever, and you post about it, and like by the time you finish hitting, like, you know, send the post, all of a sudden you're like under the goal, like someone just like, <laughs> you know, they just knocked out at like $100 and you're just like, well, shit, I feel like a fool now. Yeah. <laughs> I wait like the next day. Like I, yeah. I hit the milestone and I wait the next day to do the update to make sure I feel safe enough. There's just a little bit of a little bit of a I have, the last campaign I had, uh, you know, early bird pricing on the hardcovers. And for like the the two of them, it was like a ten dollar savings for the early bird uh, people who were getting both. And so what happened kind of the third week of the campaign was I would get a new backer for eighty dollars and I would get a cancellation of seventy. And then I'd get a new backer of $80 and then a cancellation of 70. And it was always $10 more, but it was like, I really wish we were moving faster. Because <laughs> I go, I go, bloop, 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 bloop. It's like someone giving you a lollipop that was like dropped on the floor and you're like, like, I like lollipops, but also this is, this doesn't feel right. But if you just if you just put about fifteen to twenty seconds of effort in, that's just a new lollipop. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yo, You're words not of wisdom, words of wisdom from <laughs> Kevin on. Joseph. That's gonna be on a t-shirt. Yeah, Deep thoughts. Well, Matta, let's let's go into to sacrimony and uh, let, let's talk a little bit about it. We, we, we always stay on the positive side, but we try not to be so positive that we pretend that there aren't issues in all of this. So how did you, how did you confront those feelings as I, as I pull up your page? Oh, uh, oh man. It was like, I started hating the process because I do the writing, I do the art, I do all the marketing. I'm also doing two comics now because I also have Buddy and Friend, which I need to ship out to you guys. And it was Woo-hoo! just like, yeah, that, that's going out next week. But yeah, it was it was just a lot of work. But also at the same time, I found myself taking a lot of like, you know, shortcuts to do digital art quicker. And it's like, you know, it looked nice, but it was just like I started feeling really disconnected from the process. Mm-hmm. Like I felt more like a machine than an artist. And I had like at least a month where I was like trying to drag myself to the drawing tablet and like my brain was just kicking and screaming like, no, no, I don't want to do this. I hate this. And I'm like, do I hate making comics forever now? Like, is this my life? Do I have to like find another job or something? 
So yeah, as a last resort, I tried coloring the cover art, which you just scrolled past. I covered it. Uh, I covered it. I colored it traditionally with uh, like markers and paints and stuff. And I was like, I love art again. Mm -hmm. So it was really just that I needed to change what I was doing and how I was doing it. And also, if you hear meows, that's Pumpkin. He's very loud and belligerent because he wants food. But uh, yeah, so I just had to like change what I was doing to like what I was doing again. It, just that tactile sense of almost touching the art is what brought you back in. Yes, it. like I can hold like, you know five markers in my hand and like one in my mouth and then like <laughs> just juggle the colors around or whatever and it felt so much more satisfying than like all right I click on this I drag this here click on that drag that there and just like yeah feeling the marker on the page even feeling the pencil on the page because I showed off in your server that I did the the uh, original sketch in pencil instead of doing it digitally because like digital just wasn't clicking with me so yeah just even feeling the pencil just kind of like have that bit of drag on the paper it was like the most magical feeling that I didn't let myself feel in a very long time because I was just like digital it has to be quick has to be quick and it was just like no maybe maybe I should slow down a little I'm gonna and actually enjoy what I'm doing Got to the page with your your testimonies, and I'm I'm going to read one because it's by the smartest person who has ever so, existed. Yes, yeah, someone with very deep thoughts. I love this baby ceremony. I love your comic book baby. I want to like put it in a little swing and like rock it, and I want to like put his little bottle in a microwave, and I want to like squirt it on my wrist and make sure it's not too hot, and I want to feel like a little. Oh, wait, that's comic. My eyes thought it got a little accredited. <laughs> your little comic baby. And I want to be like, ah, I'm your Uncle Blake. And that's what your comic book makes me feel by Blake's buzz. Yes. <laughs> I know you thought I was going to read ours, but no. Nah, I had Blake. a feeling. I had a feeling you're going to throw me a curveball. But no, I almost <laughs> cried on Blake's show because he was just like, he was talking about the writing and people don't usually talk about the writing a lot because everyone, mm. like the first thing they see is like the art. And the moment he said, like, I feel stupid for not have read it, for not have been been done, read this, my grammar sucks right now. But, you know, he's like, I feel stupid for not have, like, read this book sooner. And I was like, this is what I keep telling people. Like, it's a good story. Just, like, give it a chance, read it, and you will love it. I thought you were saying you kept telling people they were stupid because they hadn't read it yet. Because we're gonna work on <laughs> we're gonna work on that bedside manner just a little no, bit. Although I do understand. Never apologize will... for who you are. Damn right. <laughs> just say what you want. No, but I mean, it's it's really just like you know, people see it and they see like, oh, well, it's it's a fantasy story. Oh, there's like brown characters. Now I'm scared. I'm just like, no, it's fine. Everything is okay, guys. I promise you. I'm as white as white can be. It's not scary, guys. It's fine. Yeah, like, I, I think a lot of people, when they see, like, characters of color, they're like, oh, my God, is this going to, like, make me feel bad for being white or something? And, like, I promise you, Sacramony does not do that. Like, there's no weird, like, overarching preachy messages or anything. You just get a bunch of characters who just don't know what the hell is going on. And that is relatable. Yes, that is. So we're doing the trade paperback here, and that's collecting one through five, correct? Yes. Plus there's can, some extra stuff. Can people there's, get the original floppies? Yes, they can because I still have some leftover before they're completely sold out. So, I mean, the artwork on the covers are like gorgeous. They're like, you know, super hot collector's items. I'm not biased or anything, but you know, <laughs> the, it's like, 
they're they're very pretty to look at. It's definitely worth getting because I'm not like I didn't jack up the prices or anything on the floppies either. I'm just like I just want them out of my house at this point. Mm. They take up so much room. I have yeah. like no space. No, that's good. So you're uh, you've done a lot of variant covers, uh, kind of a tarot and themed uh, variants for like all of the issues, right? Yeah, those are actually the the standard ones are the tarot inspired ones. Oh, so okay. I did also turn those into actual like black metal tarot cards that are available for this campaign. And they're going to look really cool. And yeah, it's just good stuff. Good collectible stuff. Cool. That's awesome. And, and I, I know. Oh, I was going to I was just going to say I heard an incredible one today. Uh, we I don't believe can say anymore that the cover image is available on this kickstarter i heard it was snatched up uh just the pencils but the original marker colored version because i don't color over my original like pencils oh. or inks or anything like i make copies and then i i do the colors because i'm afraid that like if a marker like explodes over an original i'm kind of screwed and like right. markers are prone <laughs> to exploding believe it or not they explode a lot more than people think so i'm like <laughs> So I have the pencils separate, and I already sold the original pencils, but the colors are up for grabs, and they oh, are very, very cool. lovely. Very cool. I was trying to, like, scramble to find them before the uh, this show began, but then my camera crapped out on me, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I got to fix that. Yes, that's you can't show the artwork if you can't show anything. So I think that was yeah. a good choice. <laughs> Nice. Well, I know, I know we keep asking you this every time, but you know, for anybody that's new, um, we oh, were joking about eight, we were joking about 83,000 pages, but, uh, maybe not quite that many, but you have a, a long-term story in mind for this, right? Yeah. I always joke that like <laughs> reading Sacramony is like adopting like a pet parrot where you don't know what you're getting into and you're stuck with it for like the next 80 years. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a long story. I actually, when I started thinking about it, I thought it would be a shorter story, but it's just taking me, like, you know, a long time to get to where I need to go, but not in a bad way because I'm learning so many things about, like, all right, well, like, what do I need to do for the characters? What needs to happen? And I don't want to, like, rush things because it is a very character-centric story. So it's, like, if you cut out all of the little character nuances and stuff, like, I don't know, I got nothing after that. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably, geez, it's going to be like somewhere between 50 to 70 issues, I guess. And then I have Buddy and Friend, which is going to be like 20 issues, which I'm like, yes, a short series. <laughs> How often are you releasing these issues? Just Every three months, I wanted to try and do like five campaigns this year, but I don't think I have it in me with like the burnout that I went through last month. So I'm just going to, yeah, just every three months okay cool now that's so, impressive yeah. oh, so well, yeah. Yeah. i was like i i like thought about doing it like yeah like once every three months and then my sketch my my thought process was like 20 to 30 days for like the actual campaigning and then like a month of like fulfillment and then like a month off was that like what was your schedule like or like for three like if you were doing it my my Strategies, literally everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> whenever, 
whatever needs doing, I do it. But also, I cut my campaign shorter because I don't have the energy to keep going like, rah, 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 look at my comic for like 30 days straight or even 24. So this this campaign, it has 17 days left. I launched it yesterday because I seem to like doing 18-day campaigns. It's like, it's very manageable. I love that by the time the weekend is over, I'm like, yes, two more weeks left. I can do this as opposed to like, you know, doing a 25 day campaign. And then I'm just like, you know, the next day it's like, oh, I have 24 days left. How am I going to survive this? Yeah, the, I, I, I'm, I say this with a little bit of jealousy and a lot of love. The only person I know that can make a 30 day campaign, like build the entire 30 days is, is Charlie Stickney. Like I, I what about Pat? I, I think Pat is extraordinary, but I don't think that he grows straight in that longitudinal line like like Charlie. I think he has an extraordinarily smart business plan, and this is better to start strong and taper and then build. But Charlie, if you watch Charlie's, he just he he starts like gangbusters, and then he just goes up like a asshole. Like a <laughs> complete and total asshole. No, really emasculating to see those campaign numbers. I agree. You know, that's also going on a t-shirt. I, I honestly, <laughs> no, I, I, I get super inspired when I see Pat and Charlie's campaigns that, mm-hmm. that you can do this. Um, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's just like, okay, so that's like, if you put it together and you deliver a great story with great art and you deliver the book on time and you stay with it, all of us can get there. I got to say, I'm like super duper grateful that like every single issue I've done, I've always had more backers and like more and more backers. Like Sacrimony 1 started out with like 98 and, you know, Sacrimony 5 closed out with like 192. And I'm like, oh, I hope that 6 can, you know, get over the 200 line. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I must be doing something right because people yeah. do keep coming back. And I'm like, I'm always grateful that people come back and like stick around to see what's going to happen next. Oh, yeah. The, the the return backers, when you when the name comes in and you realize they've been with you for years. It yeah. is. Yeah. Extra- like I had. Yeah. I don't I go the, go ahead. Well, well you talked you talked about the, like the dopamine rush. That's like a different rush. It's a uh, it's you know like that's like love instead of lust. You know like lust is <laughs> lust, lust comes no, yeah, and it. goes I away. Yo, the <laughs> metaphors are crazy tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are on, man. Seriously. Uh, I, I don't, I, What's woo. interesting is that there's always because in the, the a lot of Facebook groups is like, do you prefer the money? Would you prefer like I guess more backers with less money or more money with less backers, like comparatively? And I'm always like, give me the money, you know, like because uh, I need it. These comics are expensive, but yeah. like for me right now, it's like when I see a familiar backer, it's almost a little bittersweet because I'm like, God, it's like I didn't get a new person. Shit. Like you know, it's like mm. that. <laughs> There's no I right read, answer. I read it very differently because the person that's coming back has already knows what you've delivered. The mm. person coming back knows actually likes your work. Yeah, those the new person right. might. Yeah, the new. Yeah. I, I I always say my favorite backer is my is my returning backer, but my favorite backer is my brand new backer. So I <laughs> I respect that there's both. But it, yeah. it's that person that is just like with you, that ride or die backer is like something special. I could, 
Especially when you never met them, like you don't know who they yeah. are. Like they're yeah. not a personal friend. Nah, that that is crazy. It just goes back to like crowdfunding not being any right answers. I was thinking about like yeah. what's the right ratio of new mm -hmm. to returning, right? Because if you're getting a bunch of new backers, like that's good, but that also means like, did you like did you do like what's going on? Where's the old people at? But if it's yeah. like entirely yeah. like old backers, it's like I can't attract new people. Like it's it's right. Yeah. The dichotomy mm -hmm. is just, it's, it's sickening. I hate crawling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's like the extra icing on the cake is when you get returning backers that aren't in the U.S. Mm. Like, not only yeah. have you stuck around, but you're paying that bullshit, ridiculous shipping fee <laughs> just yeah. to get my book. And like, it just, it melts the void where my heart should be. <laughs> it's, it, it's a, it's a, all of the, you can find the, you can find the negative in all this so much easier than the positive. You almost have to try harder. Um, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. If, if you're sitting at 200 backers and it's always the same 200 backers, 200 backers are going to get your comic made. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but you, you do, you do want to keep finding new people um, with all of this, but I'll always say, if I'm going to get 10 backers and eight are returning, that means I've done something great. And I just am not a great marketer. And I kind of know that about myself. I'm an okay <laughs> marketer. Um, but I also know I'm delivering a good comic book on time. Um, so I'm the, the thing that I can actually control is the quality of the comic and whether or not it gets to people. I can't really control whether or not the, Facebook algorithm is cutting off links this week um, to get to new people yeah. or, yeah, or yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, it's the, it's the, it's the new wild west of do, do you buy Twitter blue for a month so that you get <laughs> the outrage <laughs> or do you look like an asshole? Cause you have the blue check mark. Never. The deciding factor for me, honestly, because like I keep getting these, you know, it's like the two factor authentication. It's like, all right, man, like that's that might be the justification because like mm -hmm. I can't lose my Twitter, like you know, yeah. like that that might that might tip me over. But I haven't, I've been noticing. I feel like my posts are getting throttled down crazy. I don't know if y'all are experiencing this too, but like, I don't know. I, I might yeah. I it, it it may be. I don't. I don't know. It's. But but this is I'll, I'll give Tyler James this. He was ahead of this eight years ago. Will we Will and Ryan when we oh, yeah five yeah, years ago or something? So. He came to all of us and said, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. I'd love for you to join." Well, you know, and it's about building an email list because Twitter's great for now, Facebook is great for now, but guess what? So with MySpace and he named other <laughs> things I, I hadn't even heard of. <laughs> they were great then. And so building that thing that you own so that if a guy bought a $10 billion company that was probably <laughs> overpriced for $44 billion and then just started doing crazy make ups with it, <laughs> you, you have a way to reach the people who, who like your books. Um, so, well, you know, and that's, that's actually a really good, a good question because, you know, I know, uh, you know, Anthony, you're on Twitter. Matta, I think you're more on Instagram. Are you on Twitter too? I kind of noped out of Twitter. Like I, I check on it every week and I see something upsetting and I leave. <laughs> so I, 
<laughs> I mostly <laughs> just do the the mailing list every week and I always like I feel so happy when people respond. It's like, "Ah, oh, thank you." It's it's like the the dopamine rush when you see somebody responded to your your email and mm -hmm. like people still do that. That's great. I love it. And and Ryan, I know you're on Twitter because you know I tag you every time I post about something. Uh, how about, how about you, Alan? All my my red notifications on that, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't logged into Twitter for like three or four years. You're not missing. Anything. I I when Did I changed post? the cell phone and my my Twitter password was saved on the phone. So when I got the new phone, it didn't have the password, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> For a while, so I would do Instagram from one of my laptops. But when I updated my laptop, I didn't have the password on it. I have so sort of the same problem with Facebook. And I've literally sent them a scan of my driver's license to say, hey, you're using an old email that's no good anymore. And they just sent me back and they're like, yeah, your driver's license doesn't prove who you are. So at some point, <laughs> I will not be able to get into Facebook. <laughs> So what 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 social media do you use, Ryan? Or are you uh, you know going email list only? I use Facebook mostly. I post a little bit to Instagram here and there, but like I I find my email list is like my primary means of communication. Gotcha. Cool. How about how about you, Alan? Yeah, uh, Twitter and email list. That that seems like that kind of does it the best right now. Anyway, I could be totally wrong. I definitely found my most enjoyment on social media on old Twitter. It was, you know, I, I had, I, I joked, I had comics, I had uh, politics and I had Florida state sports. It's all I needed, you know? And, uh, and so I'm, I'm really upset with what has happened to my favorite social media and it's probably going to go kaput soon, but I'm sticking with it. I'm going down with the rats. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm just going to try not to, pay uh I'm, i don't know i don't if if I, I launch next tuesday if you see a blue check mark by my name on wednesday it's because no one saw my <laughs> my, my campaign and uh i'll have you a did blue what mark you had to do i get one that. month yeah and then i'll <laughs> I'll, I'll nope out of that uh, but um so ryan you we, we started talking about sunmaker why don't we get into your campaign um Let's see. We had someone on here. Uh, Caleb Homquist said earlier, um, first of all, Grandma, uh, Grandma Chainsaw is the goat. <laughs> and then added up, Sunmaker is pretty good, too. So <laughs> I love the winky face at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about the third issue of Sunmaker, Ryan. This is the book that you, you illustrate and color. Um, right. And you are... You're done, man. You, you, how does it feel to, I, I asked Anthony, how does it feel to finish off your, your opus? So it's, it's pretty crazy. It's been quite a learning curve, like going back and like looking what everything was when I started, like when I first made the, the cover for Sunmaker one, the reason why they're acrylic paintings is because I didn't know how to digitally color. And when you needed to submit a, a book to um, Comixology, you had to have a cover. So I was like, well, I don't know how to color on the computer, but I, I know how to paint. I just grabbed some paint brushes and, and went to town. So like 
and now like that, that that I'm done it's crazy that most people actually come to me for like digital coloring I I was gonna hire out the third issue and I got I got yelled at yeah. everybody's like nope you you have to color your book I'm like okay okay yeah it's kind of your thing now I guess yeah <laughs> it, it's crazy because like when I first took the the digital coloring course from from comics experience I never even used Photoshop before that. So like when I was flatting pages, it was like 13 hours to like flat a page because I didn't oh, know wow. how to. Oh, did you just do the little scribble, 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 scribble thing? No, we, uh, he taught us to do it all with the lasso, but I didn't Ooh. know how to like subtract and add from the lasso. So every time I messed up one thing, I had to start. The whole, <laughs> I, like It was terrible. Like now it's now flatting is not a big deal. But like I, I hated coloring in the beginning. Like, okay. I, okay. So I, let's I, let's slow down for one second. What what is scribble 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 and what is lasso 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 lasso? Okay. So scribble <laughs> scribble scribble is exactly like it sounds. Like you have the lines and you're just there with the pen scribbling in with like a very small brush to fill in all of the space, which is what I did when I started up because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And 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 when you but when you're flatting, you're just picking the part that you're going to color later, correct? Sort of. So it's like if you take it's it's more turning it into like puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. So then you can go in and select the puzzle pieces individually and and edit them later. So like if I colored something incorrectly, and so his fist, uh, his fist. Yeah. (laughs) So that way you can go back and you can you can make adjustments really easy. Because if you don't, then you're you're basically like there. There's you can really get screwed. So the blue the blue wire that I'm looking at on his fist would that all be one puzzle piece, or would it be right. up until where we see kind of the light smear on it that's closest to his face? Is that a different puzzle piece in the flat? It's it's all one thing. So um, there's different ways to do it, and what I do is like I will try to keep like the characters, like each individual piece of their costume will be flatted in one color. Uh, and depending on what the page is, like I can look at it and be like, okay, it's gonna go a little bit faster if I separate out this piece of armor from the other pieces of armor. So that way, like I can select them later. Uh, I uh, learned something from, um, uh, God, now I'm gonna space on his name. We all learned something from God, Ryan. You're not special. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. From the from the Kurt <laughs> Like he, he goes back and um he actually has like all of his base flats on another layer. So I started doing that oh. and that's like made my my work a lot easier to go back and, and do corrections on. So like I'll have a flat layer, which is it could be like whatever color, and then I'll have another layer. Like that's going to be underneath it, but it will be like basically the color selections of the page. So like it almost looks like it's a finished, like just like that. And then I render all my stuff on one layer. Okay, cool. So we usually try to make this not incredibly visual because we have a podcast version. Guys, check out the YouTube page uh, to to look at this while he's talking about the flatting because that was interesting. Um, uh, the YouTube page, yeah, because. Is- Bino KJ. Uh, sorry, I've got a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just as someone who, you know, typey typeys on stuff, it's always kind of cool to know how the other parts are done. Because to me, it's magic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> words, 
finished comic. Magic. When, when, how did you right. make it a picture back? When, when Carl <laughs> Moline first showed me his flats, everything were these very, very like bright, like oranges and teals and, and, and I, I was like, man, someday I should just do like a special edition called Pop Tart and just, <laughs> just literally do his flats, it, you know, as their own, as, as the final page, just because it was so cool. So that was, that's John Edwards uh, painting, isn't it? That's hanging up in John's is. house. Yeah. He, he keeps telling me that he has like a, the, the spot on the wall. Like, and he literally does like he has, he has issue one cover, issue two cover, and then there's this big blank spot on his wall and it's been there <laughs> three years now. So every time I go over to like hang out with him, he'll just be like, yeah, I need a painting in that spot. <laughs> so did you put up the painting on this Kickstarter or was that too much of a risk? No, it, it, it was up there. Somebody beat him the spot number one. I'm not going to mention any names, but he didn't I, pick up the painting. Now, now, I think that it's always coolest when somebody's first Kickstarter backer. I don't really care if people get the really expensive tiers. So I just, I just think about the numbers. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's the here's the actual truth. John and Ryan cheat. Ryan <laughs> calls John up and says, "I'm about to launch," and John sits there. And I still beat him this time. And <laughs> everybody needs to know that even through cheating, Kevin Joseph backed before John Eddingfield. Amazing. The, the, the best part is because as he was doing it, I was like, hey, Kevin's going to beat you. And it threw off his game just long enough. He's like, because he stopped what he was doing. He's like, shut up. He is not. <laughs> And, and when the page refreshed, I had two backers, and I go, "Uh oh, two backers just came through at the same time, John. What if, what if Kevin beat you?" And I looked, and he did. <laughs> I, I usually have my phone with me, guys, and if I'm reading something and Kickstarter comes up that I know I'm backing, yeah, I'm backing it. Uh, I'm not waiting. So, but no, John got the painting, and that's great. But so. What is next after Sunmaker for Ryan? I think you're in. You're kind of just putting your your time into coloring pages, correct? Yeah. So a lot of my stuff is going to be pretty much coloring uh, for the next maybe year or so. Um, so I'm Will. I'm working with Will. I'm doing the stuff with Crossover Division. Uh, Will has like a thousand issues planned on. I, I pretty much was like when when um, he was only going to have me color issues three and four and i was like well you're not firing me right you know giving them the guilt trip and it worked so <laughs> I, I ended up getting on the book that way <laughs> no like no, I, you, I, you, you're, it's, you're it's on really the book funny. because you're awesome man i mean yeah. it's, that's the way it is like, yeah like <laughs> when, when um when i saw pablo's work on the first issue like the way i saw like the crossovers is like i don't know if you guys saw it the same way but like when they did the um world of the world war of, war the, of the world, world. Yeah. like that one felt like it was like a red overtone and then like the um when we went into the dracula arc it they kind of did that like normal and i was like man they should have done that one in like black and white that would have been so cool like <laughs> and as i read the issue the whole time i was like man i wish they would have done that in like black and white because like the first one would have been red the next one would have been black and white so then when he brought me on i was like well now i'm 
like because I was hoping for this as like somebody that was reading the book as a fan. I'm like, well, now I'm I'm just going to do it. Like I'm going to use color to add a, another layer to the book. So I got like a paper tone and I made it like every time that they went into the crossover, I literally like spent like forever, like selecting out stuff, like, and just isolating the characters from like the background. But I was like, you know what, this is going to be totally worth it. It's going to be super cool. Uh, and then for the next issue, I, I'm, I think I want to do like a sepia type tone. I think that would oh, be cool. Kind of See, that, by the way, uh, boys and girls, if you want to work on a comic as a colorist or a letterer, letterer or an editor, that is how you get rehired for another issue. Yeah. You are <laughs> not just doing your job, but bringing something extra to the book that the writer, editor, and artist might not have thought of. That is incredible. I, I pitched Absolutely. well... Uh, I, I pitched him a story. I said I wanted to do a, a crossover division story. Did and if he wants to talk about it, that's up to him. <laughs> well, and we're going to be working on that eventually. <laughs> I'll take that it is he does not. <laughs> One thing Will likes to do is keep what the crossover is quiet until at least the campaign. I've noticed that. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's it's part of the mystery, sort of, right? Right. So, right. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Don't want to so, spoil it for anybody. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So we'll make sure and get people. Can people get all three issues of Sunmaker with this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I have tons of issues left over. Just like everybody else here, we're like <laughs> stacking up boxes everywhere and you just need to get rid of them. Yeah. So I would definitely get it. Too, right? Yeah, I got um, Chris is actually hanging out here in the in the uh, chat. He did one of my covers. Uh, I hired him to do because he does like this wait, wait, box. wait. So I'm going to say Chris did a cover. I believe Chris says it looks fantastic. <laughs> he, that, he he said that while while Mato was doing her. He, he might he might have, but 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 you know. But we, we can say he did for this one. Yeah, like, is sexy. He, it's all right. He he um he does like pixel art as like one of one of his uh styles, and he did a pixel art pinup in issue two, and he actually turned that into the gift that's on the the Sunmaker page, and um, so I had this idea since the beginning that I wanted to do a Legend of Zelda homage to the Link to the Past because that's like one of my favorite games, and the way I did the glove, I literally took the uh the art for it and i just added the wires and the other stuff i was like i don't care i'm just straight rip off like this is this is <laughs> like what i want like liam didn't even know what zelda allegedly, was. He, allegedly. he didn't know that i did that <laughs> <laughs> so like when when i was doing the variants like i really wanted to do a zelda homage and i kind of drew up like my my basic idea and i i sent it off to chris and like oh man like he crushed it like it came back and it was like this literally could be like a video game and you wouldn't even know it it, it came out so awesome <laughs> and then awesome. I, of course i have john that does very cover for me we we do very covers for each one of our books and john's is super cool because he did a cover for me and then like colored it did all this stuff and then he's like no nah, i don't like it so he did another cover and then he's like no nah, i don't like that one and he did another <laughs> cover so he, he gave me three covers and I'm like, John, I'm just letting you know I'm using all of them. Like, it's going to be a cover on the front. You're going to turn it over. It's going to be another cover. 
And is that like, uh, and when you're opening it up, the inside back cover is going to be his other cover. Well, I, I, I will say that there will be a crossover division tart crossover at some point in the future. And John has already shown us line art of an amazing cover that he did for us. So uh, having, having John on the book is always fun. But like Sunmaker is super fun. I, I love the uh, vitality of your artwork. I love that there's an energy on the page and it. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I read issue one and I was like, it's three issues. I have issue two sitting for steam. I'm waiting. I'm just going to read all three when, when it gets here. And I'm super excited to, to see uh, what happens to what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we got to change our hocus pocus on uh, a serial killing grandma. Let's, <laughs> let's get to grandma chainsaw for a little bit. Our comedic, horrific slasher. I'll pick up the page, Alan, if you want to um, talk a little bit about how Alan, this came together. Alan, before you get started, um, mm -hmm. I have to say the covers of Grandma Chainsaw are just creepy as hell, dude. Ah, oh, I good. mean, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, no, I don't, whatever that's not creepy. Works. What are you talking about? That's, that's life goals for me. Are you kidding? <laughs> no pupils is exactly how we all want our artwork to look. So where yeah. did this first, the first uh, glimmer in your eyes come for Grandma Chainsaw? Man, probably childhood trauma. Huh? Uh, <laughs> like just a lot of repressed stuff, right? Uh, so I was raised by my grandparents. And uh -oh. um, I think it was one of those things where, well, I'm very happy I was. Because I, I, if I wasn't, I, oh, I'd probably be terrible. Well, way worse than what I already am. Um, so... I think it was just kind of a, a fun way to, to look at growing up in a new versus old environment. Um, you know, cause I, I'm an only child as well. So I, I never had anyone to really connect with inside of the household other than my grandmother. Right. Um, so it's just kind of fun just to see, see that dynamic. And that's probably, honestly, that's probably where all of this came from. And then my love for, you know, slashers and, and horror movies in that respect as well. And then I just married the ideas together, you know, they, they go together so well. It's like uh, peanut butter and jelly, right? <laughs> yeah, this this one that was your project image, that is some rough stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. that was um, that was actually the first cover that we had for for this uh, whenever we started doing uh, issue two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and, then and this, you know, uh, you. Yeah. You got to love your tagline too. evil has a perm. Yeah, that, that she does. That she does. Um, and that tagline actually uh, came about the gentleman that works on our trailers, um, which I don't know if we're able to show trailers on here or not, but he threw that in there. And um, at the end of it, we're like, Jared, that's genius. I could just kiss your brain right now. So, <laughs> yeah, we just we just embraced that and then just started using it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to we, we've already brought him up and uh, I'm going to take a moment. His name's come up. Let's all just give raise a glass if you have it. Pat Shand uh, announced this week that uh, Destiny New York is being developed. I didn't catch where and when, but um, just super proud of another indie, another indie person putting the work in to make a comic book that's worth being adapted elsewhere, as opposed to somebody taking a screenplay and making a comic just so it will be adapted. So, Pat, 
Yep. Cheers, brother. But what he had to say about Grandma Chainsaw is, Grandma Chainsaw is in an unhinged bloodbath that pretends as if it's going to follow familiar horror tropes. But once the dentures drop, everything changes. It's like a ride <laughs> through a haunted house, but both the horrors and the heroes that pop up defy expectation in a truly exciting way. So that's pretty solid. That is profound and drop. also hilarious. Yes, the dentures drop. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Pashan, um, what I like that what y'all did is um, he told me, somebody told me, it was him or Charlie, I think it was Pat though, like you named your title the premise of your book. And I've been Pashan special, yeah. So much yeah. time at a con, man. Cause like I'm sitting here, like I'm like red in the face having to pitch my thing. And then Pat's like, yo, smokes weed and sees the future. Like, <laughs> it's just that easy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is it is actually quite quite smart. And you, you you when you see it done, you're like, oh yeah. So God bless I've Pat also for heard sharing about that. It. And so I can't name because I've heard about it, but I hadn't seen it. Like I hadn't seen the series, but I'd heard about oh, it like nice. for months. Yeah, for months. I've been wondering, like, what the what the hell is uh you know. Grandma Chainsaw, Chainsaw Grandma. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. but uh, no, I mean it's a, it's a great title. Yeah, thank you. Um, w w it was one of those like after we said the title, we we're like, yeah, this is because Grandma Chainsaw was the working title because we were like, well, we'll find something better, and then we, we did. Um, there is literally nothing better yeah. than Grandma Chainsaw. I, yeah, we know that now, right? Um, but yeah, so it, it was one of those things too. Whenever we were pitching issue one, um, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this as well but we had to kind of what we felt like was undersell the book because you want people to be surprised whenever they pick it up and and you, you want them to uh be again like expect the unexpected stuff like that mm -hmm. but whenever we were selling it we were just selling it as a typical slasher um because where it goes is totally different than that throughout right. the book um but we felt like we we maybe hurt ourselves with it because kickstarter is such a such a weird thing right whenever you see a trailer for a movie and there's a lot of mystery behind it you're like oh okay cool i can't wait to go watch that you know it's like watching a uh i don't know hell a jordan peele trailer you know they, they give you just enough information to pull you in right mm -hmm. uh but with kickstarter uh whenever you're you're jumping into the crowdfunding spectrum you want to know really what you're buying but before mm -hmm. you do it so i i felt like uh, looking back on it in hindsight with the first campaign, we probably should have teased the the dead squad a little bit more St stuff like that. But yeah, you know, you, you live and you learn. I did stop on the page because Caleb was nice enough to be part of the show already. So Caleb Holmquist says creepy and atmospheric grandma chainsaw gives all the best classic horror movie vibes while also somehow um, oozing with disgusting charm. I'm all in. So <laughs> Yeah, dude, if you're going to come in and be in our comics, I'm reading your uh, pull quote, yep. okay? <laughs> yeah. That is an explain yourself. If I notice the two things, that's an explain yourself promise. Yeah, Joey did mm -hmm. such a good job, too. Uh, building this campaign uh, we, we try to give uh, just as much information as we can without uh, I guess overwhelming too much of it then Joey just did awesome in all the graphics and everything but yeah so Grandma Chainsaw is just really it's our love letter for you know stuff like Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we have like Exorcist references, Nightmare on Elm Street it's just we think it's a lot of fun <laughs> so. yeah. no no it is, I, i've read the first yeah. issue it is a lot of fun yeah. it's definitely um you know ball, balls out gonzo but it's fun <laughs> yeah joey, it, jo 
Joey Galvez okay. said in the chats, look at that badass geek collective exclusive. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we can't look at hey, Joey and look at the page. So I, I missed it. But when you guys uh, visit the Grandma Chainsaw, check out the Geek Collective. Uh, and next week, we just might have some people talking about badass girl, uh, the Geek Collective's uh, first yep. uh, published work so uh, joey works with uh with alan and and he's putting some comic books out himself as well which is exciting yeah i've noticed the uh ketchup the physical ketchup which here is i got it was like 15 bucks for two comics mm-hmm. that's crazy good value oh my god Wait, so so yeah so you see how good value five for 18 is if we're looking no, at two no, for 15 that's physical that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a better deal. 15 and I get the PDFs? Like it's, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, he, he got me there. Like, yeah, so. actually, that's a, that's a good question. I, I mean, I've seen campaigns where you can get the physical book or you can buy the PDF, but it, you don't get the PDF with the physical book. And, I, and I've always, at least from, from, from my campaigns, I'm like, if you're going to buy something physical, I'm going to you get the digital as well and yeah, I, I don't know if that's um, smart it's like, it's like whenever you go and i don't know uh, there, there's this thing called physical media it's the weirdest thing right yeah. it still exists <laughs> it's crazy yeah so um it's like whenever you go and buy um you know buy a blu-ray for example there, mm-hmm. there's always a digital code in there too yeah. granted the prices mm-hmm. of movies are, are way jacked up even for digital but that's a whole nother argument for another mm-hmm. stream but at least they <laughs> include it in there as a uh uh, so they can kind of, uh, I don't know, pretend like they're giving you a good value too, right? right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, when, whenever you do your physical comics, I, I feel like you should include a PDF with it. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to send a link. So yeah, I yeah. happen mm-hmm. to. I I don't judge people who do it differently, but I think I don't judge it because I rarely read PDFs. I, yeah. I, um, I I love getting PDFs. Like if if someone's done and I haven't had the week from hell, which is been every week in the last probably 13 years but i do try to read the pdfs before the show if we can um but i I, i'd rather i kind of rather get the books i'd rather you know read Mm -hmm. the books but i'm 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 you know i'm a lame uncle that's that's the way i roll (laughs) i read I read the books when I don't want to sleep, and I read the PDFs when I don't want to work. So I kind of switch between the two. Okay. <laughs> you know, I books me like when when you're reading on the computer, like that's where you're doing all your work. So when I'm trying to relax, I don't want to be on the computer. Like... <laughs> so you know, I realized. Yeah. Uh, I sent you. I, I sent you a message. Um, like I was like, oh, have, here's my press kit link with all my stuff, and then like. Because Twitter's messing up for me, like I can't post links for some reason. Like I didn't send you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask you your thoughts about the ending, but I did. <laughs> I did get your DM, and I looked at today, and I went, "I'm not reading it. Um, oh, th- that's not happening." I, I love it, and I will check it out, but um, I knew I wasn't getting to it, so no worries. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is Twitter's just kind of like gonna work sometimes and <laughs> not other times now that's just when you let 80 percent of your workforce quit or fire them that's kind of what happens after a little while i don't know it just stops yep. working yeah exactly I love, I love twitter i'm really upset i i but... you love twitter 
Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, it was by far my favorite social media. Oh, you loved Twitter. I loved, yeah. I loved yeah. with a D, Twitter. Yeah, it was, yeah. I met more people on it than Facebook. I don't meet anybody on Instagram except. I mean, that's how I met Kevin initially was through Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's a great networking tool, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, Twitter spaces, but it mm-hmm. is especially lately it is a cesspool it's like the <laughs> for you page is just like just well this is the most misanthropic scroll ever it's like god anybody <laughs> just nice <laughs> like, i don't even like pictures of pets like show me a picture of a pet please like something else than just the worst of humanity you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is why, yeah, this is exactly why I said, like, I'll log in, I'll see something that I hate, and just be like, you know what, not today, Satan, and just log out. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the same arguments. It's always Man of Steel. It's always, like, artist versus writer. Oh, my yeah. God. There's some Star Wars discourse going on. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. my God, why? Please no. So, so before we get totally off the digital, uh, Jay Burns says, I used to be against digital because I have, I like having it physical copy but nowadays some campaigns take a while and uh, no fault with the creators so I, I get the digital beforehand I'll read them now yeah I I personally do like will kind of like cheap tiers digital if you don't want to pay shipping love it read the book I don't care mm-hmm. and then if once you get to the physical thing I do kind of just throw the PDF in myself but I don't want to judge somebody who says a PDF is worth yeah. five. Mm-hmm. And my comic goes worth 10. So if you want them both, it's 15. I get that. Yeah. I, I don't have a yeah. philosophical issue with it. I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like once you get to when you're buying my comic, you're, you have the right to download the PDF as well. well I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think there's a wrong way to do that personally. No, and I think probably my, what it stems from for me is like, I always feel like I'm charging too much, but I know what I have to charge. So I'm like, I, right. I need to give, I need to give more, it's right? It's the guilt. And... That's exactly yeah, it's what the I do. It's hey, the well, guilt. Of, like, nice. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm charging this much for a physical book. Please have the PDF. There's like some little yeah. fun extra stuff in there. Like, I well, hope this too is nice. enough. Every comic not... I've ever sold is underpriced. I, yeah. I, I yeah. promise you. Every yeah. time. Every single but, time. But you do know, like... Uh, when I started this, so the first like floppy comic that I did on Kickstarter was Tart 4. I was able to sell those for $4. This Tart Kickstarter that I'm launching on Tuesday, if it's 24 pages like we expect, it cost me $3.95 an issue to print. Whoa, whoa, whoa. where are you printing at? Comic Impressions with super high quality cover, super high quality interior pages. I don't mess around on my books but (laughs) my point is i could sell the book seven years ago when i did tart four for a nickel more than it cost me to make this one i did two thousand of those i'm doing 200 to 300 they're rare they're rarer they're more collectible they're much better covers blah 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 all that stuff but it's extraordinarily hard to be like I gotta charge fourteen dollars for this comic because I could be paying up to four fifty for it if we reach stretch mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. and, and that's just it. that's just three times what I'm paying. Which is, you want to get three to five times what you're paying for any product yeah. to have a business. 
Uh, and it's really tough. But yes, I am the one who chooses a 130-pound cover stock instead of 80-pound cover stock. Me too. Yeah. I am the one that's <laughs> choosing 100-pound paper inside instead of seven, 60 or 70. So I am forcing that price on it. But I'm also forcing it because it's a collector's edition and blah, 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 blah. But it's it's tough. Pricing is, it's hard to, I I don't apologize for it anymore because I know that I'm giving a really rare variant of my book. And I, I don't think that we should ever apologize for a pricing because guess what someone can say if the pricing's too much? I'm not going to back this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you price what you got to price, and if you lose a backer because it's too expensive, hopefully you make your goal and they can get it later. But don't apologize, you know. My boy Trevor is funny because he was saying that he because his, his whole thing was to be as competitive as possible with prices, and he would like severely underprice it. But he found that it didn't make much of a difference, right? Because I think one people expect an oversell at like on Kickstarter, right? Like I think I think. I mean, they, they they need to at this point, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think the undervalue, he said, he didn't even make a difference and almost like it might be a mental thing of like, oh, this isn't worth, like what you're talking about, the 130 page stocks. Like, okay, I'm paying for quality. Like, what the hell is, an, what the hell is a $6 comic com book going to, you know, going to be like potentially, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know the, the, the specifics, just the thought. No, yeah. I, I think that I started trying to, beat people on price like at comic conventions i'd have a 13 dollars trade paperback and i'd be like but at the convention it's 10 and what i realized after you know a year of this was i was selling the exact number of units at 13 dollars as i was at 10 i was just making three dollars less per book because it wasn't the amount of money that was people were choosing whether or not to come home with the book it was just if they wanted it And so who am I helping? Yeah, I'm helping them save $3, but at the end of the convention, I'm losing money on my table because you're only going to sell 20 to, if you're lucky, more. Um, Mm -hmm. And 20 times three is $60, and that $60 might be the difference between making table and not. Um, I don't know. I I just don't want anyone to apologize for the pricing anymore because... Mm -hmm. You're, you you got to price yourself to make sense, right? And yeah. it's yep. all about mm-hmm. your bottom line. So yep. what you need to comfortably keep working in this indie space and for people to keep supporting your hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just that you got to walk a fine tightrope. And like you said, um, just price for what makes sense for you. Yeah. And and but I, 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 I've had that feeling, but I've really just stamped it. I've just suffocated it and killed it. Right. Like, That's okay. <laughs> How do you kill it? The, yeah. the, 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 he killed the it with pri- a chainsaw. The from price guilt? Yeah. How do I kill the price guilt? Yeah. Um, because I know this is a this is free enterprise. Everybody has the right to not back it. As long as I don't get mad at people for not backing, then he feels better. What's that? I said you just go mm-hmm. swimming in your money bin and then you feel better. <laughs> I'm, I'm a veritable. Oh, that's what I'm McDuck. missing. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so, so let's keep real, real quick on, on the Grandma Chainsaw. I, I'm sure you have told me how long would this series go uh, if you get to write it to completion? 
Um, it's just going to go four issues, and um, because Pocus is Pocus is kind of going to be ongoing, but we're hitting the direct market this year, which is awesome. Um, and then Grandma Chainsaw, once we finally get all of that done, so the four issues hopefully will be hitting the direct market uh, next year, which would be fantastic. Um, so sadly, it is only going to be four as much as we like writing this thing. But, um, you know, I think Anthony kind of had the right idea too. you. You you kill it early. Right. Oh. Because you, you don't want a you don't want a Jason <laughs> goes to Manhattan situation. Right. <laughs> so you, you, you set it up where like, you know, you said decay, it's four issues or five issues. Great. And then you can do your spinoffs and then you can yeah. have your different sequels and stuff like that. It makes sense that way. Instead of just dragging out this story that you you know is could wear out its welcome right yeah i i my timing was terrible i just got us off of the subject and we got two good comments so i'm gonna go back for one second uh miles smith says time is your most valuable resource as a creator and people need to understand that that that's part of what they're paying for is is right yeah the mm -hmm. the, the effort and sometimes when i i brought this up once before i think uh, I got Sandman Overture. I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan. I was super excited to read Sandman Overture. It was gorgeous. It was a great book. I think it was 180 pages of ads and a 24-page story. <laughs> great, great for Warner Brothers to know that they had a book that was going to sell and they could sell multi-million dollars in ads for it. We can't do that. We don't get to sell ads to pay for our art or our, or our writing. All we can do is sell the book. So even competing with the direct market prices is a fool's game because Marvel is getting $180,000 in advertisement to pay their art team $30,000 to make the book. And then they're selling it for four or five or $6 and we're getting zero. Yeah. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't fight on price. You just have to do the best thing. And then, you know, that guy is in the chat. Charlie Stickney says, I think Kevin charges too much, but everyone else is fine. And that's probably correct. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, sorry, to get back, my timing was just off. Those comments came in just as if we started. But I think it's 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 smart to, to have a series that is – in and out while well, you've got an ongoing that kind of mm -hmm. helps um is is it the same art team or do you use a d different art team on grandma and focus focus no it's the exact same team um okay. one of those we, we felt like if it isn't broke don't fix it type deals mm -hmm. and everyone was just such a pleasure to work with uh for pocus and uh, it was just such a good smooth transition going to to this type of story and structure no that's awesome I uh, I don't want to say anything, but I will speak it into the universe. Make comics to make comics, but if someone doesn't take your idea and give you a check to make Grandma Chainsaw the movie, there <laughs> Man, <laughs> I it hope. sells itself. Great. It sells yeah. itself. It's so like right there. And I and it doesn't have to be great. I want it to be some crappy B horror movie that was just <laughs> it's made like, like Evil yeah. Dead, like the spiritual successor to Evil yeah, Dead. Like the the director just needed I don't know like a beer and a ride to to get to the filming <laughs> location, and then and then they just make it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's beautiful, and that's some of the best 
some of the best horror. It was about two years ago that I saw Phantasm up on Peacock, I think. And I was like, hey, I've never seen this. and I've heard about it. Can we watch it? I don't know what it was about that stupid ass movie. I loved every single Phantasm movie <laughs> about as much as I've ever loved any movie ever before or since. It was, and I'm not saying it's great. I just loved it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's great to be able to be like, yeah, just have a big schlocky old lady with a chainsaw. Up with a yeah. chainsaw. <laughs> I would easily pay like $20 to watch that. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, that's like kind of sounds like kind of cocaine bear, right? Like the two. Yeah. Like, two, yeah. Like, right. Kind of, yeah. Kind of meme-ish, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll give Elizabeth Banks a call and see if she wants to do that next. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sure she, I'm sure she'll. She doesn't have anything else going on. So I'm sure she'll <laughs> all right. Well, I think we did all the deep dives. Uh, let's do another 30-second round on every book. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly what order we did it, but I think we ended with Mattis. So let's start with you on Sacrimony, if someone's just coming on. Um, and how would you get them interested in the Sacrimony trade paperback? It's a fantasy story that doesn't particularly feel like a fantasy story because you don't have the typical things of like, Oh, there's there's war and kings and queens and shit. No, we don't have that. We have a bunch of asshole gods and we have a girl that died but got better and now she has demon wings and she has to deal with it. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the order because we just did Grand Rod Chainsaw. Let's do Sunmaker, Ryan. Sunmaker is a post apocalyptic fantasy about a man who has to decide if preserving his legacy is worth becoming a monster. And you know it's your time, Anthony. Let's do the K. Oh shit. Um <laughs> Perfect. Leave it there. No, that's why we do the beginning and the end. Is it, the isn't that the spirit of decay where everyone just kind of like, oh shit? I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's that's not untrue. Um, hey, if you uh, want something that's like really grimy, really gritty, but has a lot of heart, you know, check it out. Absolutely. Nice. All right. And Grandma Chainsaw has a grandma with a chainsaw. Right. Okay, thanks, Kevin. That's it. That's all I got. It's all that's I mean, all. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not all you got, but it's all you need, buddy. Yeah. No. Uh, um. Yeah. Again, Grandma Chainsaw. It's a uh, it's a slasher comedy horror uh, series that we just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, and we just have a lot of fun doing it. And yeah. it doesn't take itself too serious. And again, we're we're just all about making comics and just having a good time while we're doing it, right? Yeah, and that's no, what it's that's about. Nice. Yeah. And before we get out, Jolie Galvez wants to remind anyone who might be fulfilling a Kickstarter, you can use Geek Collective Ten at the uh, Gemini Mailers website and get ten percent off, and then it helps shows like this continue to exist. So, uh, um, now I... I will say this um, to Joey's credit: I hate God, I hate to give Joey credit. Yeah, it is actually <laughs> cheaper. And uh, it shipped to me hella fast, too. I got it in, like, maybe two business days. Um, 135 Gemini mailers using the Geek Collective code uh, on the actual Gemini website versus ordering from Amazon saved me, like, 30 bucks. And it got here super quick. So, unfortunately, it does work. (laughs) <laughs> we 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 always hate when our joeys are right but sometimes yes. they just are <laughs> yeah it's unavoidable sometimes but it it does happen so 
All right. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody on the panel. Of yep. course, we will see you in about three months, four months, five months, everybody. Um, but in got the another chat, one launching in two months, unfortunately. We'll be. All right. Listen, you get your ass up and you get your ass here, all right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye, Thanks, guys. Everyone. Good night. Good night.